Welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubinstein. Conversations between Gavin and the people he believes have trailblazed by thinking outside the box in their field, industry, or even just in his office. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Thinking Outside the Box. I'm your host, Gavin Rubinstein. Darcy, we've been MIA or on pause for how long we've been? It's been how three months, four months? Three months. God damn, COVID nineteen. I put everything on hold. Everything X selling real estate because we've been doing a shit ton of that. My guest today with me is Kai Thomas. Welcome to the podcast, my brother. Thank you, sir. It's an interesting one, this one, because I think that there are lots of people who can take inspiration from your story to date, even though I think we're kind of at chapter one, two, three, in and around there of a very, you know, large chapter book with you. But in addition to being obviously work colleagues and a lot to talk about to give people inspiration, you and I also happen to be best mates. 100%. What some people can take from this, whether they're in real estate or other businesses, is despite what the rumors or narratives are around mixing, you know, friends and business, we've had a, a pretty good run so far, haven't we? Yeah, we have. And I think you made it pretty clear from the start, like best mates or not, you know, when it's work time, it's work time. When it's play time, it's play time, you know? So we had a couple of ups and downs at the start. You made it very clear that, you know, we're not here to fuck around. We're here to work. And, you know, there was a, a couple of hiccups, which we, you know, we learned from, we moved past. What sort of hiccups? When I hit better that bloke in Pelicano. That was a long time ago now. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Let's talk about understanding your journey and your story from, you know, like a summarized version as to where you started versus where you're at today. Sure. I think from the start, I was kind of lost. No, there's there's no better word to describe your early stages of rest. (laughs) I finished school. I knew the school wasn't for me. I failed my HSC. My dad was furious about that after the amount of money that he invested into Joey's. You know, I came back from that, decided straight away that I'm I'm a people person. I like connecting dots and I wanted to be in the real estate industry. So I started in the inner west. I was put on to my best mate's mom. Brico. So, so you, you started in the Inner West as an agent? Yeah, so Inner West, Dulwich Hill, Marrickville, Newtown. That was my pocket. You were an assistant or you just went straight up cold agent? I was just straight cold agent. How old were you at that time? Uh, 19. 19, straight up cold agent. Got you. Okay. Yeah. So thrown straight in the deep end. Yep. No experience whatsoever. Right. My best sale and my most memorable sale was my first sale, which right. was a one-bedroom split-level unit in Redfern. Sold that for 336000 my boss at the time gave me two and a half grand and I was the happiest man in the world. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. I was just going to say, the, the greatest thing about that is that, you know, there's so much more to go from there, right? It's a good way to yeah. start. And then from there, I got a taste for it. Love selling. Wasn't the right area for me. I was, you know, fish out of water there. I was wearing colorful suits, pinstripe suits. The other guys were wearing dirty brown ones. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I got to go. Even, and, even at 19, that was the vibe. Yeah, I just, I just, I wanted to be around nice things, nice people, fast moving paced, you know, environment. Cool. So yeah, I mean, we linked up, I think. At that point, did we link up? Yeah, I was, I was in like Dulwich Hill, Marrick for, for a couple of years. Right. And then another guy that was working at the Ray White office that we worked at together reached out and said, um, you know, a bloke here wants to get an assistant. Who was that? 
Ginzy. So Ginzy reached out. Did was Warren, was Warren the category? I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. See, this is why I love doing these conversations because when you go through them, you actually learn things that you didn't know. All right, shout out was a G. He's a good, he's a good, good, op- good operator, Warren. All right, good respect. Good yep. Stitched him up in an apartment recently. So <laughs> <laughs> got him back. Okay, so he reached out. He said there was an agent in the Double Bay office yeah. that was looking for an assistant. Correct. And that was Michael Jackson. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> the, the king, the king of pop. Do you the remember? What? I always used to make that noise when yeah. you would walk through. Legit, his name was Michael Jackson. Yeah. At the time, he was in his must have been in his sixties, right? Yeah. And he reached out, and or you guys linked up, and you ended up being his assistant. Correct. I could get him through doors, but you know, could never get him closed. And what year was this? Uh, You're how old at this time? Far out. I think I'm like 21. 20, Okay, cool, cool. So you come and work in the Ray White office. Start working in the Ray White office. You and I straight away. Clicked. That's when we met. Yeah. So I was in the Double Bay office. You were in the Double Bay office. Yeah. And right. then we went on the Kickstarter. We got used to it. That's how the whole thing linked right. up. No, I remember that was cool because I was going through a breakup at the time. I remember. And I was drowning away my sorrows. I remember. <laughs> I remember tears and a big bottle of Grey Goose. <laughs> Wild times. So. And we, we would have been, you're right, we would have been about 2021. 20, and we linked up, and if I remember correctly, he ended up getting rid of you, not because of lack of performance, but because he actually couldn't afford to yeah. cover your salary, right? Yeah, I mean, he he had a conversation with his family, and they were like, listen, you know, we can't live the luxe lifestyle while, you know, having another dude on, let's, um, you know, let's, let's can it. That was another source of income for him that he couldn't afford, so... You know, I moved on. He wrote me a nice recommendation. And where'd you go from there? Back to back to Dully, mate. Back to Dully Chill Marifor back in the inner west. Right. What brand were you after there? Same or? brand. Went back to Ray White. Um, so Ray White Dully Chill? Yeah, but at that point, I renegotiated my remuneration package because I had a lot more experience. So yep. I, was a, I was a Eastern Suburbs Double Bay agent going into the inner west. So I demanded a bigger package, which, well, you know, I got. And then- So you, you, you worked up some value so you could negotiate better terms. Yeah. On your behalf, there's a lesson in that, yep. And then? And then stayed there for another five years. Yep. Well, that's a long time, man. What sort of numbers were you doing? Just out of interest. Like how many, like ballpark, how many properties a year? What sort of GCI? Dogshit.com, man. Dogshit.com. Honestly, like not even worth (laughs) talking about the GCI I was doing back then. I didn't care. That wasn't my focus. Yeah. GCI wasn't my focus. Lifestyle was my focus. I saved absolutely nothing. In fact, it was the opposite. I went heavily into debt. Yep. Doing this kind of gig, you know, sale to sale. Yep. Paid no tax. Yeah. Did like, you know, just idiot. Yeah. You know, young kid, idiot. And Um, you're what, 25, 26 at this time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then? And then after that, I went to a boutique office in Leichhardt that just opened up. A couple of mates. I lasted three weeks there. Right. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I can't, I, can't, I can't do this. You really were fucking lost. Yeah. I was lost, man. I didn't, I didn't have a structure. I didn't have a regimented routine. I yeah. wasn't up early. It was, and we had a chat about this as a segue. We had a chat about this the other day at the open, right? So Real estate could be a nine to three game if you want it to be. Yeah. Or you can be immersed in the fucking thing like it's your life. Sure. And now, and I know you as well, it's our fucking life. 100%. I think it's so important where your journey started because if anyone listens to this who is struggling, and there are a lot of people, in fact, most of the people who I would think are listening to this are looking for inspiration, you know, having a tough time with the industry, not being able to find their identity, their feet. If there's any story that can give these guys a sense of inspiration, even if it gives one person a sense of inspiration, helps them change course and puts them on track, I think it's your story. Sure. So I think it's important. That's why I want to cover off on every detail. So you went to work for some some mates. Yeah, it was a boutique real estate agency in Leichhardt. That went top, nowhere. Top, top blokes, but Fine. you know, I wasn't 
I wasn't three a, weeks. I, then I, what did you? I go? wasn't into the median sale price. I yeah. wasn't you know high up. I wasn't a partner and whatever. So I was just like, there's nothing. There's no incentive for me. Got you. So I ended up going on a, um, a like a super yacht to watch the light show around here. Right. I don't remember what it's called, but the light show around vivid. here. Vivid. Yeah, vivid lights. Right. Got you. I'm on this this yacht. Got on the boat. Monica too was there. Like her husband Jab was there. There was some, you know some big guys at the big, time. Big heavy players. hitters, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. No idea who the fuck they were because I was a guy from the inner west. Yeah, you were. You no were idea about right. the other players in right. the market. Okay. So got on the boat. Had a chat with Monica. She was telling me about what she was selling. This Monica too. Yeah, I like her, man. She's a legend. She's she's actually on, as you know, uh, season two for Lux Listings. Yeah. And initially, when they first brought up she was going to be involved, I was like, they know about that. But actually, after a scene that we shot together with her. I kind of left that thinking, yeah. like, she's just a sweet girl. Yeah, you know what good. I mean? Great energy, good person, good heart. Great girl. Sorry to cut you off. Okay, so you meet Monica. Yeah. She's telling you about what she's doing. So, so Monica invited me on the boat, right? Right. And then I start, you know, meeting all these different people. We start talking about these cool properties. And I'm like, fuck, that's a lot better than selling in Leichhardt. Right, so, right, right. So that's the sort of type of market that you were passionate about that yeah. kind of it, it yeah. was attractive to you. Since when I was younger, working in the Married for Dollar Chill days, I was always, I liked the shiny things, the cool <laughs> things, but it's hard work. Right. So right, right. met Monica, talked to her, and then she's like, listen, if you ever want a, a, a job, then, you know, hit me up. So the next day I hit her up. <laughs> <laughs> because like, when, I, when I see someone and I want something, I know. That's, I'll, that's I'll funny. On. I'm laughing because that's so your personality. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story about Cam and Chamberlain and Alford actually a bit later on to kind of give people an insight as to you're a fun guy on the surface. Yeah, you like the cool stuff on the surface, the shiny stuff, but there is a, a serious strength you have in your arsenal that I think makes you successful. But before we get into that, so you hit her up the next day. Hit her up the next day, right. organized, teed up a meeting, went there, pitched for the job, right. got the job, yep. and then gave notice to my employers in, in the inner west. And then I, I was out of there. I was so out you, of there. Within- so you're 25, 26 there. You go work for Monica for how long? Uh, a year and six months. Okay. And what did you learn through that journey and where did you go after her? Main thing was dealing with people at, you know, different levels of, of the marketplace, like guys yeah. that own 6 million, 8 million, 10 million, 20 million right. properties and how I need to talk to them yep. rather than how I was talking to people at the, at, yeah, the 1.4 to 1.6 price range right. was completely apples and oranges. Right. And I had to shift my whole dialogue. I had to train myself. I had to listen to podcasts. I had to watch other people. I was watching you. I was watching other guys in the marketplace, sure. videos, everything to try to get my skill set to you know, a level where these guys would be like, fuck, go with Kai. Yeah. And that makes sense because the process never changes. And I always say, when you understand the different demographic, as you climb the price bracket in the marketplace, the magic is being able to swim in the direction of the people in the price bracket and the direction they swim in. And I think that's where it comes in and changes. Okay. So you go there a year and a half, then what happens? So I'm with Black Diamonds yep. and I was selling some good properties, but it was, again, it was, it wasn't structured. I was listing properties in Hunters Hill and I listed another property in Mossman and then right. I listed another property in Palm Beach. Right, like right. I, was, I was all over the shop. So nice properties, but still no um, real- Amazing properties, but no core market area where gotcha. I can actually prospect that I can farm, that I can- Build. You know, build and profile. work on. Yeah. So then I- I got the go-ahead on a property in Bono Beach, right? A, um, a penthouse apartment. So that's, that, that's my turf. Yeah, exactly. I listed this thing and this thing, you know, no one had sold in this building yeah, at all. It was the Pacific. It was the Pacific in Bondi. Yeah. And yeah. it was like a big thing, right? Mm. So got the go-ahead on the listing, put it on the market. Every agent in the Eastern Service is reaching out going, fuck, who's this guy? Where's he from? How'd you get the listing? I got it through one of her networks. One so of, it was, it was Monica's resources yeah, that yeah. you kind of farmed out. Exactly. So she's adding some value. She's, she, okay. She, yep. she was like, Kai, listen, you know, 
build your own career, take this on, boom, I'll take a split, but you run the whole thing. Great. So I ran it with another mate of mine at the time, Rob Page. Yep. And then we did the campaign together. And then this small fellow with a sharp suit walked <laughs> in the door and I was like, shit. And then, man, it was straight away. It was like, we never left. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, Cause we hadn't, we hadn't, I mean, we'd seen each other a couple of times socially, but then that was kind of the start of yeah. what has happened today. Right. But we didn't start working together from, from then. Like, no, cause was- it was like, it was like me chasing a listing as well. Like right. you were like, okay, we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. But now I know the pace that we work at, you're too busy for fucking- I wanted you to work for exactly. it. Exactly. So right. I was doing everything, man. I was Instagram, Snapchat, and like emailing, bumping into you, like all this stuff. And then one day you were like, okay, cool, let's catch up. And I and your housemate at the time was was in your unit and you go, come over to my yeah, place. Yeah, I wanted to put you down. on show on oh, purpose. I want to see how bad you want it. I yeah, remember that, yeah. Because I, I test everyone. Yeah. I like to test people because I feel like today's generation talks too easily. Yeah. They say a lot. And their actions don't back up what they say. Yeah. And I get that a lot. Like my inbox is full with people who want a job. And even in that earlier stage, people were inquiring, how do we be part of this? How can we be part of this? And you on the outset and from a perception point of view are this guy who, like you say, you like the inverted commas, cool stuff. You like the shiny stuff, but what's the work ethic like? And you can say you want it, but how bad do you really want it? And I remember I said to you, like, if you're serious, let's go. And I, I, I believe it was a Sunday. Yeah, it was. It was a Sunday when I said, come over now, let's chat. Yeah. And you came to my place. My housemate at the time was sitting there and I wanted you to actually almost feel embarrassed to be able to tell me what you wanted to do in you front put me on of show, I remember. <laughs> because, because to me, I was like, if you're going to do that, then you're really not going to give a fuck and you really do want it. Yeah. And you came over and you said, look, I'm very serious about doing this. And I remember I said to you, you serious about you know, saying goodbye to majority of your social life. Mate, it was a full-on pitch, man. Like yeah. it was more hectic than, you know, going to people's places and putting forward a proposal. Like yeah, you yeah. sent me out there. And what, else, got, what else did I say to you? Do you remember anything? You're just like, are you, are you prepared to, to give everything up and sacrifice? Because if you want to be going out four times a week like you had been, then it's, forget it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like it's I just, it's that. done. Like you got to quit so, all the bullshit, yeah. the drinking, the, you know, the, <laughs> a lot of the excess had to die down and you were going to have to be serious if you wanted to make this work. Yeah, everything out the window. Everything out the window. Clean slate. And then we got together. Mm. And it was a frustrating kind of ride for us, you know, in the first few years. What was the hard part for you coming from that journey, which is, like you say, somewhat lost a bit all over the place, sporadic, Mm. versus the role you played, you know, at TRG at the time? What was the shift like? How was the adjustment? It was hard. It was really hard, man. I didn't have, like, my. I remember the end of my first week, I was like, mate, this is like... I thought real estate was kind of like, you know, you walk in 9 a.m., you bail at 3 p.m. And then like, you know, that's it. <laughs> you get a couple of checks on the side, you get your bonuses. Then you, then you, like, you know, you go to the clubs on the weekend, but it's completely the polar opposite. It's, it's fucking wild because- We I'm, don't, like it, it doesn't, there is no time. Yeah. And, and you know what? Unfortunately, I think the perception of a lot of people is that. Yeah. And people learn really quickly with, we're not the only operation who takes what we do very seriously in the industry. There aren't many, but yeah. there are a few. And when people kind of, get a sense of it or feel just a bit as to what is involved in playing at a high level, it shocks the hell out of them. Yeah. So how'd you adjust? I just got used to it. Like anything, like if you do it like over and over and over and over, then you get used to it. So I forced myself. I set four alarms in the morning and I woke up at like 4.30 and then 4.40 and then 4.45 and then 
I'll check to see if you were online on Instagram and I'll be like, fuck, man, if I'm not in there, then I'm going to get my ass kicked. And that was it. And you were, on this, you were like a spider monkey on my back, mate, for, <laughs> for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks until it, it, I got in the rhythm. And then when I got in the rhythm, I fucking loved it. Yeah. Because things were happening for me. Yeah. The calls that I kept making and making and making, they were finally calling me back. I was, they were finally starting to remember my name, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then that comes back to like one of your favorite words in the world and one of everyone in our team is favorite phrases is progression, progression right? 100%. Yeah. So it was, it's wild, man. Yeah. So especially when you kind of reminisce on where you started versus where you're at today, you know, I asked Jared to send just across numbers in regard to financial year gross exchanges, right? For all the agents in the office. And currently for financial year, so that's from June 30 to where we're at today, you are the top performing agent at TRG in terms of gross commission. You've actually exchanged your team, Team Thomas, and that's supported by Jai Emda, who we talk about, and Renee Lodens at $953,000. So you almost are exchanges-wise on a million for six months, a million dollars in terms of exchanges for six months, meaning when you repeat that from January to June 30 in 2022, we could be staring at you know a $2 million agent. Yeah. How does that make you feel? It's a goal. It's a goal. <laughs> so, and you know, I think I really do believe in my team, and I think that I would not be, at, you know, at that sort of number without them. A hundred percent, I wouldn't, because they certainly put their brick in the wall. And let's, um, and, and we're going to talk about that. But I want to make clear that that's not about the money, and it's not about the beating on the chest and the, yeah. the boasting side of it. I say that because it's an extremely huge accomplishment to come from where you've come from in terms of your journey and your road right? To write those sorts of numbers. It's an impressive situation. And so what I want to understand is there's been some major shifts in your life, Yep. right? What are the two or three biggest things you have changed? Because it's happened, it's actually happened this financial year. Mm. You've been working with me um, for how long? Since 2017. So, so you what, were three, four years? Four, four years. Four odd years. What have you changed, right? Between July 1, which is not too long ago, mm right to now versus what you were doing before because some major things have changed. Yeah. I think the main thing is systems. Like I didn't really have systems in place. When I got Renee on board as well, it freed up a lot of time for me. So I got caught up with doing all like, you know, the processing and the chasing and the building inspections and all of that shit. So let's talk about your team. You've got Renee Lodens, right? Tell me a bit about her and what she does. So Renee came about, we actually sold her property in Bellevue Hill. Yes, we that's, did. that's how it originally started the relationship. Yep. And then, you know, from that, we did a couple of other transactions. She leased back, you know, that We did property. a lot of transactions. She was like a one-stop shop Weapon. for TRG. Weapon. We went, we, we sold her place in Bellevue Hill. Yep. She then rented a place from us at TRG. Mm-hmm. You then sold another couple of properties for her. Another investment property. Another investment point. property. Then yeah. you sold her a place. Yep. Am I missing anything here? No, that's she, it. She kind of experienced every arm of the TRG business and yeah. then turned around and said, well, I, I want, want to come job. with <laughs> <laughs> I love, it was so much fun. I want to come work with you yeah. guys. Okay, so her role in your business, she's she she's ra- changed the game for she, you. She's like, she's like the, the Jerome was to you, Yeah. right? So she yeah. like runs operations start to finish, plus also adds, you know, sales campaigns as well, which which I'll manage with her. So she's done, she sold her first one with me a couple of weeks ago. It was in Darling Point. In Darling Point. 2728. 28. Guided to yep. massive price. She's yep. got a couple of other 
you know, Stokes in the Fire as well, which is great. Yep. But yeah, primarily her role is operations. So she'll do everything for me from start to finish. And I'll just run, I run the selling, the listing and the selling. That's it. She's basically like your oxygen. Yeah. And she does a damn good job at it. She does. Okay. So a couple of these shifts. So getting good people. Yep. Second person is Jai. So Jai boy, he- um, Let's touch on him. What a story man, is that as well. Out, man. That guy's- that guy's Dude's a, come out of nowhere. He's a walking rocket right now. Like it's that guy's that guy's firing. Give everybody a bit of context so on Jai, this kid. Jai, Jai Emda. Me, me and Jai, we, uh, so Gavin myself sold a place for his old man, right? So we sold the rocks. We did. For, for Laz. Well, right? we sold it to Laz. We sold it to Laz. Yeah. And then off the back of that, we built a relationship with him. And yep. then he was like, hi, do me a favor. Can you catch up with my son for a chat? Right. But so, we had kind of touched with Jai back at Double Bay. He was yeah. so years that's, ago. That, that's leading up to that. Yep. So I sat down, I had a coffee with him and I said to him, you know, I will, you know, definitely offer you a job, but now it's not the right time. You need to go through and get some experience and, and you know, do your yards before we have this conversation. Yeah. So then we got him a job at Ray White Double Bay. Right. right? So he started working with Kate which didn't last very long and he didn't like, but it was great that he went through that because he got such good experience from it. Yep. And then he went to a, another uh, real estate agency. Down in the agency. Which was his- Which is he, a lower price point, but it taught him the process. Lower, but like yeah. more volume. He learned the process, start to finish. So it was good. So and then we circled back. I was always watching him, seeing where, what he was doing. And then we caught up for a coffee last year and I said to him, mate, you know, are you ready to roll? I want to see a couple of things before, you know, you do that. And he came back, we set up a second interview and he had like a book that he'd, he'd written. He'd written his why. He'd written his his GCI for the year previous and then what value he could add to my business. Yep. And I was like, fuck, this guy's actually ready to he's ready to roll. Yeah. And so. then you put him on, but the dude started freaking slow like a fucking yeah. tortoise, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. I was even worried. Yeah. I was like, does this kid get it? No. Or or not. I remember though, I kept saying he's got it. Yeah, he's yeah. got it. it takes Dude. time. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. And then bang, it was in. And he's just been absolutely firing on all cylinders. He's every single month he's producing, he's bringing in, you and him are having great synergy and it's just flowing. Okay, so so shift number one, summarize. This is stuff that people know, but they've just got to hear it repetitively till they actually do it. Build a good team. Yeah. Pay your team well too. I know what you pay that boy. I know what you pay Renee. You pay him well, but to get good people, you got to pay him well. Understand, people need to understand, you pay your people well. That is not a cost to your business. That is an investment to your business, particularly in real estate. You have to understand how the dynamic works. You and I have a deal as part of our catch-ups, meaning you're about to put on your third team member at one mil GCI which if based on our meeting earlier today should happen in the next couple of days, fingers crossed. Anyone listening to this, what are you looking for? I'm just looking for someone who's actually hungry. I don't want the fluff. Like I learned to cut the fluff out myself. I want someone who is fucking starving and will sacrifice and give it. Do you know what I mean? Because if you give it, I've always been brought up on a saying from my old man, right? Effort in, reward out. Yeah. If you put the effort in, then the reward is going to come out of it. Yeah. You know got, I mean? And I've got to tell you, this is one of those businesses, like if you go get a nine to five and an hourly rate and you put in effort, you're not necessarily going to get the effort reward out versus real estate. You know, it's one of these unique animals, man. I've been saying it since the early, early days. If you put the right effort in, mm. the right effort, yeah, the reward out is fucking endless. Yeah. It's uncapped. But the key is you've got to put the right effort in. So you're looking for someone, what's the role 
involve? It's a junior agent, it's a prospector, it's a yeah. hunter? I think it's a hunter. It's, right. it's more so a, a hunter because, you know, I, I originally had the idea that I was going to shift Renee into a salesy role, but then we sat down and we spoke about it and we're like, you know what, listen, that's not the right time. Let's get another hunter. She's almost too organized and too smart yeah. to yeah, be I can't, I can't, I can't she's waste. She's way too smart. I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> waste those skills, man. Do you know what I mean? Like she's like a ninja with operations, mate. She stays there. Right. Effectively a younger version of Jai. Yeah. And then we as a team can mold that individual into becoming a beast. Understood. So you're looking for a prospector. Anyone who is interested in putting it all on the line, DM Kai on Instagram or drop him an email, thomas at raywhite.com. Okay, so shift one was build... A phenomenal team. Mm -hmm. Shift two, what was it? I mean, it's structure, really, and implementing that structure for my team. So like every morning without question, I will message them at 4.45 and I'll get a response instantaneously. And I think that that has kind of come from the blueprint that was set within our original team of five. Sure. So communication's a massive, massive, massive thing to me as well. Yep. Our phones are nonstop, you know, so I think implementing structure for them, it keeps me accountable as well. 100%. And then anything else? I mean, so we've got the good team, we've got the structure. Anything else, you know, that you've shifted majorly in your business that can yeah. attest for the success you're having today? I, I think, you know, circling back to what you said earlier with working smart, I'm not making fucking stupid phone calls anymore that I was making before just to get the phone call and, you know, tick it off. Like every single call that I make and I put in my diary for me to make will actually, you know, be a good call to get something out of. Mm -hmm. Like it, it won't be a time waste of call. It'll be like that guy's got a property or I can match this buyer to this property or I can do something and use my time, you know, a lot, a lot better. Working hard, but also working smart. Mm. Big thing that most agents don't do. I'm going to add a fourth shift in there personally, because it's something obviously from my observation and I look at your business from helicopter view, you know, in a pretty detailed manner. And I would say and use the word consistent as, as one of the biggest things I've seen as a shift in your business. Like I pull my hair out when we talk about what training you has been like over the last few years, right? Because it's been hard. Obviously, we've got a great relationship, but always from day one, I saw a level of potential in you to be great in this game. The biggest challenge or frustration, if you like, that I had with you was mastering this challenge that most agents struggle with, and that's getting consistent because I say it all the time. Real estate agents are consistent with being inconsistent, and you are one inconsistent motherfucker. And, you know, we spoke about this, I remember kind of earlier on this year, and you said, look, there's been multiple years I've made promises and I haven't delivered. And this year, it's going to be different. This year, I'm going to be consistent. And I can safely say for the first time ever, we still have work to do on this, right? We're not there yet. Everyone has work to do. But that's been a major shift in your practice is actually is, is actually watching you get a hell of a lot more consistent. How important is that? What have you had to tell yourself up there, you know, in order for that to work? I was watching, you know, an Instagram video earlier on when a guy said, that, you know, self-confidence is actually built off of promises that you make to yourself that you deliver on. Mm. And he said, ignorant people or people who don't go through that process can misinterpret that confidence for arrogance. Mm. And that just resonated with me because personally, I think my confidence and self-belief just comes from that place of since a very young age, making promises to myself and never, ever going back on them and always delivering on them. I just think it made so much sense. When I look at you previously, you know, versus versus now, I see a, a much more confident, not only, you know, real estate agent, but a much more confident individual. 
And and I'm just wondering, does that have anything to do with it? Because you you set yourself or you made yourself a promise and you delivered on it. I mean, is is, is that got any relevance or? I think goal setting is like a major thing for me now. We sat down together and, you know, we talked about monthly minimum what I should be hitting per month. Sure. Right? So I think it was like 125 or something like that. I've broken that three times over this year, this calendar year. Yep. So we've, we're smashing our own records, which is great. And I, I want to continue that. So I think having that goal in place has really, again, kept me accountable and, you know, made me feel like, fuck, man, like if I've got four listings every month, then, you know, I got to keep it consistent. I got to keep it going. I can't drop the pace now. I got a target on my back now and I just, I just, I want to keep winning man. I want our and team I'm, to keep and winning. And I'm the shooter boy. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm dancing <laughs> around. I know. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, and, and the culture we're building in the office is that very much of the focus is always on the top producer because, you know, we, or I talk about this concept of top performers getting complacent and top performers thinking that, you know, their future is built on their past or their past successes versus the reality in this business being you know, it's Johnny on the spot. It's not about today. It's not about yesterday. It's about tomorrow and it's going to be about the next day. And this is that word progression that, you know, I've labored for so, so long since, you know, we've even been working together and will continue to do so for everybody who works at the office. I wanted to delve into a story that happened actually recently, a couple of weeks ago, and then ask you one final question. You and I were at a property together. Yeah that we were selling, we exchanged contracts for about 11 million bucks. And there was a gentleman who walked through the home and he ended up coming through two, three times and, you know, and, you know, decided that that house wasn't suitable for him. So you brought up a different property in and around the corner, Alford Avenue, Vaucluse. You said, look, I'm going to get him through Alford Avenue, Vaucluse. And, and I jumped down your throat and I actually said, well, he's not going to suit that. I mean, the, the two properties were like chalk and cheese. They were completely different. And you said, no, like, I'm, I'm actually going to get him through and he's going to be good for it and I'm going to make it happen. Cut a long story short, I was like, yeah, good luck, Kai. Enjoy wasting your time. You text him, he drove by and he responded, I'm not interested. Hold he's on, like, hold on. wasn't there a wager on this? There, well? there was also a wager, $500 wager, right? Which you actually paid me because he responded saying he had a look online yep. and he drove past and the house was just not for him. So you actually transferred me 500 bucks. But then- what happened? Like what? Because this guy ended up buying that house for fourteen million dollars, you know? <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just trying to like, if I could sum up what makes you successful or or the currency you're trading on that is helping you win right now, that is fucking it. You know, you're talking about on paper someone who did not suit that house versus you actually converting, not even a suitable lead but clearly a suitable lead mm. into a $14 million deal. Your mindset and your focus was just, I'm going to get him through, but I just need to know what makes you tick and what went through your mind in order to create that opportunity. Because you're not just selling the houses that come your way. You're creating opportunities in and around you and making the best of the resources available to you. And that's when a practitioner starts to go to, to a new level. What, what, happened there i just knew what he was after and you know like you say like yeah he's you know they are chalk and cheese fair enough one was like completely renovated decked out beautiful the other one you know it needed some work done but the main tools were there for that property it was over a thousand square meters it was north facing you could add value i think also the mindset of the vendors at that particular point in time they'd already found another property that they were engaged on. Yep. So it was all about timing and- you Timing know, and connecting dots. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it was awesome. Yeah. It, was a, it was a great- I think you don't give a shit about missing. It's mm. kind of like that quote, Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm. Like 
I mean, I think if some people will meet you, they'll have the misconception you have an ego. I think we all have egos in certain areas. I think you're always going to shoot your shot, irrespective of you missing or getting the L. And I think if you get the L, it just doesn't discourage you. And it, it may set you back for a minute, but it just doesn't hold you back. And I think that's a testament and something everyone can take from in this conversation. You know, don't be discouraged by the L. You can't. You know what I mean? Learn from it propel forward and focus on on the next W. And I think that's what you do great. Just to sum up and wrap up, we'll end it here. I'm after a little bit of advice or even inspiration if, you know, I'm a guy who, like you, was lost. I'm a guy who is 27 years old. You know, I've been working in the industry for a long period of time or I'm just even starting and I can't really find my feet, my direction, my footprint, my area, my identity. What do I do? What, what, give me, give me yeah, some, give me just, some advice here. You just got to keep going because when you find it, you'll know and you'll be there every single day and you'll enjoy it and you'll love it. I wake up every day and I go, fuck, it's a Monday. I go, okay, it's Monday. It's game day. Let's go. <laughs> I know what I got to do and I want to keep it going because I love it. I enjoy it. Every single person in our office, I love. There's not one me bad too. person in that office. God I, bless everyone at TRG. It's a beautiful I, environment. I, I love being around them, man. So yeah. if I was 27 years old, I'd do exactly what I did. I'd keep searching and searching and then I'd find the right spot and then I'd take it and I'd go for it. Find the shoot it fits. I love that. I'm extremely happy that your business is where it is at. You know, there's a perception of you that you're the fun guy, you know, you're the, you're the, you're the party boy, which you are, you're all of those things. But I'm the first to say it's been a challenging training period with you. There were times where, you know, I almost wanted to pull my head out. And I don't say this to you much because I like you to work for it always. But um, there is absolutely no one who knows you who can't say from a commitment point of view, you know, particularly the last few years anyway, you have not shown up every single day to give not only your business and your team commitment, but every single client that you represent. And um, I'm very excited to watch where you go next. Appreciate it, man. Clyde Thomas. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubenstein. Subscribe now for future episodes.